Welcome to the SG Engage podcast, where it's all social good all the time. Sit back and relax as the brightest minds from across the social good community engage with trends, big ideas, and best practices to help you drive impact. Welcome to the SG Engage podcast. I'm Christine Newman, and I manage SG Engage for BlackBod. And we're so happy to have friend of the podcast, Melissa Rancor, Principal Instructional Designer for BlackBod University's Organizational Best Practices curriculum, back with us again. Change has pretty much been the only constant for over a year now, which can feel a bit tiring. Today, Mel is going to talk with us about how to better manage all the change and not feel so burned out by it. So welcome back to the podcast, Mel. Thank you. Glad to be back. Your presence on this podcast is one thing that has not changed. (laughs) There we go. We found one thing. (laughs) (laughs) We are very thankful for that because you always bring us such great insights. So along those lines, you know, kind of after 2020 and with all the changes in 2021 that we're seeing as well, you know, why do we need to be talking about change management? I will play a little game of I'll answer your question with with a question. How about that? I love games. (laughs) And that wasn't the question. (laughs) Are you surprised now when change happens? I am not. But are you exhausted by all the change? Yes, it can be quite exhausting. Right. So all those changes we've experienced over the last 14 plus months, most of those have been quick changes with no prep. Change management means we need some prep. We need preparation to properly do change management. So at this point, can't we just make the change and figure people are expecting it? We could, but that can make your staff feel even more burned out and detached than they may already be feeling. I think many of us have that COVID exhaustion. We're tired of the changes. We're tired of all of these things. And this is not just due to changes at your organization, but remember, we're all experiencing changes in our lives, our kids' lives, our families' lives, our friends' lives. All of those things, there's just so much change. We don't want to overwhelm people. So how can we make change in a changing time less exhausting? For me, it's about asking those right questions, doing that preparation, answering all of those questions that we have, and then properly communicating about those questions and answers. That will really get people more comfortable with it and actually make you yourself more comfortable with it. Just because we're the ones initiating that change doesn't mean we're really comfortable with it either. That's a great point. So what are the right questions? They're really comprised of the what, when, who, why, where, and how, and actually in that order. Okay. So familiar with those questions, but why is that order important? Well, it's because the what impacts when something can happen. The what also impacts that when, but that also is going to manage impact the who's going to manage it. And why are we going to do it? Where are we going to see it? How are we going to do it? And down the line you go. So they all sort of build on one another. So what's up with what? So the what questions includes what's changing? What's making us feel like we need to change? What's this change going to impact? And more importantly, what's this change going to improve? None of us want to make changes just for the sake of making changes. Great questions. And I guess that leads us to when? Right. The when questions are very much impacted by the what answer, because when can we make the change? If the what answer is something regarding 
uh, an area that impacts our fiscal year or the way we're submitting information, or maybe we're changing our campaign funds and appeals or changing the vendors we're using or approval processes. Some of those kinds of things need to happen at the end of a fiscal period or before the end of a fiscal period. So that when really is impacted by the why or the what, excuse me. (laughs) And the what also impacts that when of when do we need to start planning for that change? If we need to make this change within the next month, we need to start planning now. And that also impacts when will we communicate about that change? When will we see those changes happening? So that leads us then to who in your order. Mm -hmm. And this one's a big one. Think about that person in your organization you really trust. You look at them, you respect them, and you go, hey, if this person says a change is needed, I'm following along because I know that they've thought it through, they've prepared for it, and they have those good insights. But think about that person maybe at your office who has had a bad go with change management or maybe doesn't always communicate changes well or always wants to change something. If that person says we need a change, well, I'm a little skeptical. The who is about who also who will be impacted, but really many times it's that who's deciding this, who's going to make this change, because that's going to impact whether or not people support that change or feel comfortable about the change. And then next is why. Why is another big one, but remember it's impacted by who's driving that change or making the changes. If I trust the person, I'm less likely to have a bunch of why questions in my head. Why is also important because it can help us find out if the change is the right change. I had an old coworker and she used to say we have to embrace our inner three-year-old who always asks why. And she did this thing called why mapping. So you keep asking the why and answering with another why. So we need to change our vendor. Why? Because the vendor doesn't have terms that we can work with. Why doesn't the vendor have terms we need to work with? because they need cash within 30 days and we don't always have that cash within 30 days. Why don't we have cash within 30 days? Well, because of COVID. So COVID impacts who who we're gonna have for a vendor. Is that really the best reason for the change? Or do we need to work with that vendor? Do we need to try to do more fundraising so we have better cash flow to work with that vendor? So you've really got to sort of, and that's a very simplistic version of it, but that's what you sort of have to work through, the why. Why do we need to do this? And just keep asking the why. And many times at the end you go, wait, why did we think this was going to fix the problem? What's our actual problem? Yeah, that was a great visual, um, just following along in, in my head with you. And I you know, definitely understand why. I can understand why it is so important. <laughs> it can be a little bit of an annoying process because it's like, why do you keep asking me why? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it, it, it starts making you think totally absolutely. differently. Yeah, I've absolutely. used that a lot since then. Yeah, it does. It really kind of taps into those critical thinking skills. So next on your list is where. And the where is about where will we see that change? Where will we impact? Where will this change impact our processes? So that's really that big piece of looking at the policies and procedures, the where is this going to be impacting things? And then that leads us finally to how. Right. And the how to me always equals the policy and procedure guide. How will the change happen? How can we learn more? How can we have input? 
How can we give feedback? How can we process this change? How will we make sure we're doing the change properly? How are we going to give feedback as to what we need to change on top of it? Because maybe there was that ripple effect. So now that we have the questions, which you've done a great job of explaining what you mean by them, um, what do we do with them? I think starting out by documenting them and using them as you figure out your change process, really sort of go back to those questions over and over again, making sure that they're part of those FAQs you build for your staff. And if you're going, what FAQs? Hint, build some FAQs for your staff. (laughs) And also your communication plans around the change, because we all need to communicate. None of us want that thing of, hey, guess what, Christine, we're going to be changing the podcast. Your initial thing is, ah, why? But if we have those answers and we say, hey, we've thought this through, here's all of the information around it, it makes us feel more comfortable because we automatically have those questions pop in our head. Yeah, definitely. So this is um, great information, but do we have to do this for every change, even ones we might consider small? Well, it's sort of, again, that ripple effect. Sometimes that little change we don't realize impacts so many things. And those little changes can also decrease employee morale. You may think it's a little change to a new office coffee or a new vendor, but many of us have lots of fears or bad memories over that really nasty nasty Folgers off-brand coffee that someone bought. And those little changes can really add up. Yeah, I have definitely seen like near riots over coffee changes in offices. Yes. My husband talks about the Pete's Coffee to the generic brand incident at his old work. He still brings it up whenever he sees Pete's Coffee. So, you know, kind of along those lines, you know, do we have to go through this process for new coffee? Well, it sounds silly, but honestly, if you go through the questions process, it can help you know if that change is going to ripple into a bigger change. Not really so... You say, hey, this is going to be horrible. It's going to create all these issues. We need to have a team having all these meetings about it. But really think about it so that you're prepared when the staff gets upset over that little change or you're confident that change is the right one. Remember back to that why mapping. Is this the right change? You can come back and say, well, we actually did this. We know this is the right, the right decision. Fantastic. Yeah. And I am definitely going to write down these questions and hang them up above my desk (laughs) just as a great reminder of really, you know, kind of it it makes the change make more sense and makes it a little less scary when you break it down like this. So (laughs) I appreciate you, you know, putting thought into how to really approach it. Well, I think all of us have gone through poor change management in the past and it makes us want to be better change managers in the future. Yeah. And this is such a great way to, you know, I think, you know, we've heard a lot about change management over the last year, but, you know, it can just kind of sound like this scary, complex concept. And this is just a really easy way of breaking it down. So thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me to share with you all. Great. Well, to our listeners, hope you enjoyed this episode and you're scribbling down the, um, these questions, remember it's what, when, who, why, where, and how, and put that in a little, you know, sticky note above your desk and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss more episodes like this one. And um, we'll talk to you next time.